Welcome back to the Novelty Podcast. I'm Sadie. And I'm Mar. And this is a podcast where we are reading the books so you don't have to. And I'm just going to say this from the top. Okay, (laughs) this book that we are talking about is called Funny You Should Ask. And the real funny thing about this is we've already recorded this. (laughs) (laughs) And, And let me tell you what. It got deleted. It got deleted. It did not record. <laughs> so this is our second time talking about this book. Um, and we're just going to say it from the top two. Come on. We did not like this book. No, we didn't. So this is... <laughs> if you are if you are ready to hear us absolutely shred this book to pieces, <laughs> get excited. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. Um, if you love this book, I'm so sorry. Because this is, this is not the podcast for you. Maybe this one is not for you. I don't know. What do you think, Barb? I think this book, (laughs) it's not my favorite. No. I mean, okay, so what did you think it was going to be? First off, when we suggested this book, Mm. or when we thought, okay, let's record this book, what did you think it was going to be about? So honestly, I didn't really have a clue about what this book was going to be about, (laughs) but I knew it was popular. Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. Everyone's talking about, like, you need to read this book. Mm -hmm. Funny, you should ask. And um, I read the back of it, which we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, And I think I just thought it was going to be like kind of like a rom-com, but Mm -hmm. a good Mm -hmm. rom-com. And I did not get that. So yes. I felt so catfished and lied to (laughs) with this book because same to you. I literally it was on every book talk. It was on every shelf, every bookstore you'd go into. This was like one of the highlights because the cover is the cover is probably the only good thing about this book. Okay, let's be real. It's cute. (laughs) It's like pink and red and it's very eye catching. Mm -hmm. So I feel like everyone wants to read this romance book. Yeah, but I don't like rom com like genres. I, I don't like mm. romance books in general, but this was so highly talked about. I was like, okay, I need to put my own bias aside and read this book because <laughs> maybe it's going to be good. It was not. It was a disappointment. Okay, I'm sorry. So we're, we're going to talk about this book real quick. Mar, give us the overview. What was this book about? What's the general gist? All right, y'all. I'm going to read the back of this book. It, once again, it was called Funny You Should Ask by Elisa Sussman. And it was sus. So. It was. She's sus. She's sus. She's so, sus. Here we go. So basically, <laughs> the back of the book says this. It says, 10 years later, and she still has butterflies. But does he feel the same way? Then, 20-something writer Hani is stuck. While her former classmates are nabbing high-profile book deals, all she does is churn out puff pieces. Then she's hired to write a profile of movie star Gabe Parker, her number one celebrity crush in the latest James Bond. All Hani wants to do is keep her cool and nail the piece. But what comes next proves to be life changing in ways she never saw coming. As the interview turns into a whirlwind weekend that has the tabloids buzzing and Hani gets closer to Gabe than she had planned. But now, 10 years later, after a brutal divorce and a healthy dose of therapy, Hani is back in Los Angeles as a successful writer with the career of her dreams. Except that no matter what she's promoting, someone always asks about the article. It always comes back to Gabe. So when his PR team requests that they reunite for a second interview, she wants to say no. She wants to pretend that she's forgotten about the time they spent together. But the truth is, is that Hani wants to know if those 72 hours were as memorable to Gabe as they were to her. And so she says yes. So that... So sorry. I cannot. That is the book. I don't even know why. 
I don't even know why there is any pages in between the <laughs> the cover of this book and the back, which yeah. is what you just read. I'm so sorry. That was the entire book. <laughs> so annoyed. I think you guys. I think honestly, we're also just annoyed. We have to talk about this book again because we just didn't prefer it, and we're gonna get into it. I mean. We're still going to give you our best. We're going to give you our best. This is a comedic episode for you, okay? If you are just down to listen to us shred it apart, Mm -hmm. keep listening. Um, Because I feel like we have a lot of hot takes. I feel like for for how talked about, I just feel I'm like, do people have no taste? (laughs) Like, it just makes me mad. I don't know. Basically, the first time we recorded this, though, we did say that maybe this book, I mean, I don't know how to figure that out, but maybe this book was written for a younger audience. Yes. Usually books. Yes. That was a really great suggestion. You were like, OK, maybe this is for younger people. And so we don't resonate with that as much. Mm-hmm. But it's not branded as a young adult novel, yeah. a YA novel or a fiction piece, which I feel like would make a lot of sense. Like that yeah. would make sense why something like this would be so popular. Yeah. But it's I, not. I feel like if I was like in eighth grade reading this i'd be like or high oh school God. even you're like oh steamy yeah i'd be like oh my gosh they're getting back together <laughs> like you know i would be like no way they like, were rumors? Saw that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know in our 20s uh this ain't Ugh. this ain't it this is not it which also i'm just sorry we have a structure to this i swear yes. to you but therapy they mentioned therapy in the back i this girl did not go to therapy she has no emotional, like, regulation, like, regulated skills. She did go to therapy. No, I'm saying as in, like, she did not, it does not oh, show. Oh, it didn't work for her. It did not show. Mm. Well, it did say Shelly went, like, three times. So, you know. Makes sense. Kind of takes a little bit more for than the person, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, so the general structure of this book is it is very confusing. <laughs> it is split apart into, basically, the current moment where the book is set, and that mm. is... That is 10 years after this original article was written. Mm-hmm. So present time in this book is this 10-year-later mark from this original um, article and how where they first met. Those 72 hours that they spent together, this is 10 years later. So that's when this book is set. Mm-hmm. It will always, this book will flash back between that 10-year, this 10-year current moment in time and five years ago, or yeah. It flashes back from the present time, which is 10 years in the future. Yep. Back to their first interview, interview, which yes. was 10 years earlier. Yes. And then sprinkled in between is like all of these random articles mm-hmm. and like newspaper clippings and Hani's personal blog. Mm-hmm. So just the general format of it kind of is confusing because you really have to note, okay, is this happening when they first met or is this their reuniting moment 10 years later. So yeah. the structure of the book is a little bit tricky to follow, but that's kind of the general setup. So I think it'd be easier if we walk you guys through, which we did the first time we walk <laughs> you guys through um, when they first meet. And then we kind of take you to what happens 10 years later, even though technically yeah. the book starts off yeah. in the future. So the book starts off with basically she's a writer, honey's a writer, and she gets asked by Gabe Parker, his team, to basically, we want you to come and write another article about Gabe. Mm -hmm. And so then you start to, oh, you're like, okay, who's Gabe? Who is this person? Why is she writing that article? So then it kind of opens up with basically you as the reader learning, okay, there's this famous actor Mm -hmm. and he is coming out with another movie and they want Honey to write about it specifically. And they want Honey to write about it because 10 years ago, she was the one who 
broke open his career essentially yeah. by writing this incredible article, this like very like uh, like tantalizing piece about Gabe Parker and this weekend that they spent together and it blew up her career, it blew up his career, mm-hmm. like his movie, it was a whole big thing so that 10 years later they want her to be the person to write about it again. Yeah, they kind of want to recapture that moment and answer questions that the public never really got the answers to. Yes. And so it starts, so we flash back to the past 10 years before and basically her job is to write an article about Gabe Parker because he is going to be in a new movie the James Bond movie and the public does not like the idea of him being James Bond he has a history of being in place that they don't really think fits the character of who James Bond is supposed to be and so her job is to go in there and make him likable to the public so she basically she goes in there, she meets him at this restaurant and she starts asking questions in this restaurant. But let's pause. Real quick. She's also his biggest fangirl. Yes, she is. Which how do we forget that? Is so annoying. I just feel like complete conflict of interest. So annoying because she's like, he's so hot and he's so I'm like, mm. girl, like be a serious reporter, journalist, queen, like get in there and stop yeah. drooling I, like, think that, I think that was her intention is that you know it's like it's she had posters of him on the wall right the celebrity it'd be like if someone asked me to interview harry styles i'd be like oh my gosh this is my moment yes. not my moment to like get with him because no. i'm happily married yes okay but my moment to be like this is big yes and so i think she understood that but then she goes in there and she's just taken aback by her childhood lust yeah and <laughs> I just hate it. It makes me so annoyed because I'm like, you want a book that's like supporting powerful women that are yes. like career oriented women. If that's what they're trying to say here, mm. then stop making her like so drool. I, but also, it's a romance. So I it's, guess a it's a romance. Point. Yeah. Know. So basically, that's it. She she goes into this interview. She's got this mindset of like, I'm going to be serious. Um, but then she kind of starts asking questions that aren't that good or questions that everybody has asked him. And she notices that Gabe is reciting kind of lines that have already been put in magazines and tabloids before. And that's when she starts to kind of get nervous. Um, uh, because she's just asking the same old thing all the mm-hmm. time. So Yeah, and so basically the interview is going well. It's okay. It's fine. But he keeps getting drinks. He yes. just ordered drinks at the table, ordering drinks at the table. So she's like, oh, maybe I should stop this interview because he's getting, you know, more intoxicated and maybe this isn't like – this isn't my most uh, high character moment because mm-hmm. basically I'm getting all these answers now because he, he's starting to be a little bit more raw. She's trying to ask different questions. And so she's like, well, maybe I should stop this interview. But she doesn't. She keeps mm-hmm. going because she's like, no, I would should take advantage of this moment. And just get all of my questions. It Basically, he wants to continue the interview, but he wants to continue it at his house. Yes. What? Like what? So. No. So they go to his house and they try to continue this interview of sorts. And it kind of spirals from there. Like she, mm. they have this long day together. Essentially, ends with him inviting her to a movie premiere. Yeah, the following day with him. Yeah, on the red carpet. And also, wait, a piece that we don't want to leave out is like during this little interview, right? He points out the fact that even though she's there to write to make him look better, that he himself doesn't even think that he deserves to be James Bond. And so you kind of see the insecurities of himself playing through. And Mm -hmm. I think that kind of plays into her liking him a little bit more because it's showing that he's just a human man. Mm -hmm. That's just like, I don't think I deserve this anyways. And so you can see that he's kind of like 
rocky with the drinking and stuff like that. Um, and then I and he also has looked into her. And so he knew who she was. She had her own blog to the point where he was asking more interesting questions than she was mm-hmm. because he's like, well, who's the novelist who is happens to be her boyfriend that they just broke up at the time. Mm-hmm. And just like he knows about her life. And she, I think that also takes her back and makes her and him a little more interesting to each other to the point where he's like, OK, now I want to invite you into my home. I want to get to know you more. And um, yeah. And then he invites her to a premiere, which very good point, Mariah. You you bring you bring up good points. I think I could just get frustrated. I'm like, this would not happen in real life. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no matter how like, and you're right. He was asking her all these questions, and so they were just connecting more on a very human level. Mm. And so yeah, he wanted to be like they were down their meals to go. But I was just like, in no world would ever a absolutely famous actor yeah. invite a reporter to his home and then to yeah. Anyway, so they go to this movie premiere. And that starts, like, it's only this 72 hours, right? So their whole first encounter together, the whole, like, reason that they spent all this time together was just, it's only 72 hours. Mm -hmm. So they go to this movie premiere, and then they meet Ollie. Ollie. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Ollie. Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) They meet Ollie, who is basically um, the opposite, the person that everybody wanted to be James Bond. So mm-hmm. he's another actor, famous actor who fit, was much more on brand with what the public wanted James Bond to be. And so there was this great speculation that maybe they were rivals and they weren't friendly and they were like, you know, competing for all these same roles. Um, but you actually find out that that's not the case because they end up going to a club later yeah. that night and they bring honey with him. Mm-hmm. The reporter, which number one, strike one. Strike. What are you doing? Like I, I, that's another thing I think is unrealistic. It's like naturally anybody, not even if you're not a celebrity, like say you're just sitting down for a job interview after my job interview. I'm not going to say, so you want to go back to my place? Yes. And then do you want to go to this movie premiere for avatar? No. And then after that, <laughs> would you like to go to the club? Because this makes me look so professional. Right. If you're like, invited <laughs> to that, say no. It's like, you just know, like, hold on to your integrity. Be, if you want to be seen as a serious reporter, yeah. you have to act like a serious reporter. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they go to this club, which we find out happens to be a gay bar. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, Hani's just kind of looking at Ollie and then she's looking at Gabe and she's like, there's two things that go through her mind. One, she's like, wait a second. Are these two together? Or two, is Gabe gay? Right. And I don't know. Like, right. that's why he's being so friendly because he don't care about me mm-hmm. that way. Um, and then it reveals that Ollie, who is also, like Sadie said, this big star, is actually a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and what had happened was that he was originally supposed to be the man for James Bond. And the reason that Gabe took it over is because they were not willing to give James Bond to somebody that was openly gay. So he's mm-hmm. not openly gay, but they were keeping him from they wanted him to sign a contract to say, like, you're not allowed to be open during this movie, mm-hmm. basically. And so he turns it down and then Gabe gets asked to do it. But I think that's why Gabe struggles with thinking that he even deserves it. Because, number one, I think he wanted Ollie to have it because all that's it was supposed to be for Ollie. And then on top of that, it's like you know that it wasn't written for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that could be hard of being like, no wonder the world, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. But yeah, we want to get into the craziness that happened at the club. Yeah. So essentially they have this very steamy moment, Hani and Gabe do on the dance floor. They're like <laughs> getting up on each other. They're just really going for it. But then nothing happens. And then they go back to his place 
And they what they had like people over and there was, it was drinks like a game and night. yeah game night after a movie it was like premiere an after, party. after yeah yeah so super late and they go over and basically Hani drinks too much mm-hmm. gets super embarrassed they have kind of like another moment that night but then she leaves early she's like super embarrassed she wakes up in the middle of the night it's like I got to get out of here you got to talk about the moment. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I'll talk about the moment. You Wait, tell him. We got to talk about the moment. Okay. So, yes, she drinks too much and she falls asleep on a dog bed. Let's, okay, hit rock bottom there. Rock bottom. Yeah, interviewer. Okay. <laughs> she, she, she gets too drunk and she gets, <laughs> she sleeps on the dog bed. Um, and then she, like, she notices that when she wakes up, she's in the guest room, mm-hmm. which means that somebody had moved her there. So she comes out and she's trying to sneak past. And then Gabe is watching Star Trek. And oh, she see, is, I honestly thought that this happened at the current tenure. No. So no wonder I don't know this. No, it's keep okay. Keep going. We gotta keep <laughs> This is what I'm saying. It's like so annoying. The flip-flop. Keep going. Yeah, You're so basically, she comes back out. She's going to sneak out because she's so embarrassed that she got drunk, doesn't remember anything. And Gabe uh, uh, pauses the show and he's like, wait, where are you going? Like, please feel free to stay here. I can call you a cab in the morning. Um, she comes over and she sits down next to him and he starts talking to her about his father, which is a very big deal because the whole world always wondered what is his relationship with his dad? Because he doesn't talk about it. He hasn't been seen in a long time. And we find out that his dad had died, passed away. And then so basically he shares this, you know, this not secret, but personal um, mm-hmm. story with her about how they always used to watch Star Trek together and all these things. You know, she's being super sweet to the point where now he really likes her. They start making out all this stuff. You you get what happens, except for you don't. They don't they, they don't, don't do the dirty. They don't do the dirty. <laughs> they okay? don't do the deed. But they have a heated session, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her back to uh the guest room and says, like, you know, I'll see you in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Sadie was saying. Mm-hmm. Then she's she's still I she's embarrassed about something, which we'll just leave the book up to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you can go find it in the book if you want to know. But she gets embarrassed and um she leaves in the middle of the night. Yes. And so then she leaves and so essentially that is their 72 hours together. That yes. was the all the time that they spent together at the very beginning of this book when everything started. So just picture this, right? He wakes up. She's gone. Mm. She's mortified. So she left. She mm-hmm. was just super embarrassed. She left. So basically they both go wondering. And he's wondering, okay, are you... Why'd you leave? Where'd you go? She's wondering, oh, oh my gosh, like what happened? Like, what do you think about me? What What's going on? Like, are you going to call me? Like, I don't know. She posts the article. She puts out the article. Yeah. But she includes things that he finds too personal. He didn't realize was still going to be in the interview. So mm. essentially, their 72 hours were together. Then she does her job. She does what she was there to do. She puts out the article. And... The next day, he goes and marries his co-star. Yes. And so that's actually a very big deal because when they were doing the whole interview and they were spending the 72 hours together, he was like, nope, there's nothing there between us. Mm-hmm. Nothing there, nothing going on. But then after this article comes out he and they don't hear from each other, she, when she posts the article, he goes to Vegas and marries her. Yeah. So that's kind of like the f- the little, the front chapter, the front section of this book. That's the front moment of how they met, they spent the time together, all of that. Mm-hmm. Which is also like, it had a lot of backlash for her because she came up with this huge article where she's like, I got to spend 72 hours with Gabe Parker. You'll never really know what happened, but I'll give you a sneak peek, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of looks like a fool because she puts in things there that because he got married to this co-star, 
makes her look like a liar. Mm -hmm. And, And, like, she doesn't know what she's actually writing about. Yeah. And so people... The next 10 years, people are always asking her about this article because, number one, they want to know what happened that night mm-hmm. because she she indicates that something happens, but she doesn't share it. Mm-hmm. She never does share about Ollie, which is probably also why um, Gabe thought the interview was over because mm. she's like, I'm not going to include this. Right. And then she includes stuff. Right. You know, but never about Ollie. She does keep that a secret. Right. Yeah. And so basically the only next moment that they have mm. before this 10 years later because i think that's a huge reason oh they, i mean they have two moments i yeah. guess but the the one they basically i think the huge part of this book that was annoying to me was like why are you why why should we care as the readers mm. that why are we invested in this love story because you guys spent literally 72 hours together yeah now so basically halfway through this 10-year mark, right, around the five years, somewhere in the middle there, she, Honey and her husband, Jeremy, are living Mm -hmm. in New York, and she's writing, he's writing, and Gabe is there doing a Broadway show. So Gabe's there doing a show. And they're both married at this point, but basically unhappily so. They're not not happy in their relationship. Yeah, she's married to the novelist, which we talked about before and he is kind of a prick mm-hmm. he's rude he is also a writer yeah he wants to be better than honey yes. he hates when people compliment her and yes. not him and he also cheats on her yeah. so she really stooped low yep because she the really guy she said, really wanted yeah. got married mm-hmm. so basically that's where she's at that's how she's feeling in her relationship and so gabe parker he's in new york she's in new york Gabe invites her, sends her an, an invite to his show. Mm-hmm. So she goes. She's at the show. Halfway through, like, uh, Usher or whatever, welcome yeah. person runs up and says, hey, he wants to see you after the show. After the show, she goes back there. She's like, oh, my gosh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know, but, like, I'm excited to see him, whatever. Walks in, and he's there, but, like, his wife is, like, kissing him or hugging him or whatever. Yeah. He's there with his wife. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? So she leaves, mm-hmm. feels embarrassed, like, what is going on? Why Why am I even here? So he runs after her. It's like, I had no idea she was here. I had no idea she was going to be here. And it's like, pause. Two Ucky. married Ucky. people. Ucky, Ucky, Spent 72 hours together. Slimy. Spend five years thinking of each other yes. instead of the other who they're married yes. to. Both try to sneak out and try to get to see each other and then get surprised when the wife shows up, which, by the way, she showed up as a surprise for Gabe because she wanted to surprise him at the, the Broadway show. Literally so slimy. If Hunter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hunter's my husband. But if my husband ever. And I mean, I if he ever apologized for me being no. there. I just. <laughs> Thing. Come in. Okay. <laughs> no, I, oh. think, I think it's crazy. I mean, this literally goes along with the whole idea of people like when a relationship is not going well and someone like tries mm. to hit on someone or someone tries to, yeah. and they're like, you homewrecker to the person that's like flirting, hitting yeah. on the what. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The person that's allowing that is wrecking their home. Yes. The person that's allowing that Amen. is the one destroying that. Amen. Let's not point blame. So literally him right now be like, I'm so sorry. It's like, no, no, no. no. Have some self-control. The only person you made those vows to was your wife. Yep. The only person that you are supposed to be loyal to is your mm-hmm. wife. You have no loyalty to her. Mm-hmm. That's who you, it makes me mad. 
So literally mad. so mad. So it's also like, don't be spreading that stuff, Miss Sussman. Sussman. <laughs> Uh, but essentially, so they have this moment. They both are like, well, why'd you even come? Well, why'd you even invite me? Mm-hmm. And it kind of, nothing happens. They kind of, basic. it's basically a touch point for them to both say, well, we are both willing to maybe blow up our relationships. Yeah. But she didn't know that the wife was going to be there. He didn't know it. So it kind of, it blows up in their faces. It ruins yeah. it. So that's like at the five-year mark. That's the, that's the first time they've seen each other since that article came out, yeah. since their 72 hours. And then the only other time that they have any interaction was after that. Yes. So after that, she receives a phone call like a few years later because we're, we're in a 10-year time frame gap mm-hmm. here. And Maybe around like year seven or eight. Yeah. It doesn't okay. really tell us, but that's no. what I'm guessing, yeah. honestly. And he's... Basically slurring his words. As we told you guys, he's kind of a drunk. Um, He's basically saying, like, all these things that he didn't deserve to be James Bond. Things about his marriage. Just so he's just kind of, like, letting things off the hook. And he's called, he's calling Hani. And it's the first time she's heard from him in years since this incident at Broadway. And basically, he's just at the end of the conversation, which is really just one way. He's just kind of, you know, losing his mind. He's like, promise me that you'll call me tomorrow, honey. Like, promise me. Like, I just need to, like, make sure that you're okay. And, like, he he wanted her to make sure that he was okay, basically. And the conversation ends with her being like, okay, yes, I promise. Like, I'll call you tomorrow. Um, And it was really weird for her because she was like, I don't understand. It's been so many years. Why did he call me, like, all upset? Like, to me, which makes sense to me because I'm, like, 72 hours and y'all still thinking about each other eight years later. Like, this, this is fake. It's fake. I'm just like, I'm sorry, no... If you genuinely were so hung up on one another, one of you would have called each other. Yeah. One of you, a month later, yeah. three months later, six months, being like, hey. The next day. Literally, I'm just, I'm like this, for the amount of time they spent together mm-hmm. and for how deep it got or for whatever happened and did not happen, to me, that is no, it, it it's not logical for the obsession that they have with yeah. one another. I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think if you're going to set up a romance book, it's like, there at least they good. To, right. At I'm least they good, Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's like uh, there needs to be a, a reason that we're like, we get it. Why? We yes. get why you're obsessed with each other. Like, think about the, movie, the movies where it's like they're going to get married and then he gets sent off to war. Or yeah. they're going to, they're like going to get engaged and she gets moved away halfway across the country. Yeah. It's like you understand why they're mm-hmm. going to wait for each other for seven years. You understand yeah. why they're going to be obsessed with it. Like, that makes more sense. Yeah, than two people having 72 hours and then marrying somebody else the next day. Bro. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. No. There's not enough reason for you as the reader to, like, understand their obsession except for lust. Yeah. Like, that's literally it is, like, what could have happened. That's yeah. the only thing that's, like, okay, well, yeah, you can literally think about that for so many scenarios Yeah, for all of your life. You could do that with any aspect of your life going, well, what if, what if, what if. Yeah. That's unhealthy. That's really I get unhealthy. a point that she did not go to therapy. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and then she also, so then she calls, she does call the next day. She mm-hmm. calls him because she's worried. She promised that she would. She calls and his wife picks up, who, remember, is the co-star. And she's like, she goes, hi, like, is Gabe there? And she's like, no, Gabe is in rehab. So basically, that was his last phone call before he went and got injured or someone put him into rehab for being an alcoholic. Um, and then the wife is like, and also stop calling her. Don't ever call her again. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, fair enough. Purr. I get it. They try to make her out to be the villain. Seriously. 
<laughs> she's just the actual wife being a wife carried yeah. for her relationship that she does not know is like being sneaky. Well, except for she kind of knows. I mean, she knows, but also she's like, don't like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. why? Like, just put it to bed. Be done with it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's too long. And yeah. And so that's another thing. I don't know if you want to get into now because like. And then 10 years later happens. Yeah, so the 10 years later, so essentially those, that was their only point of contact. Mm-hmm. So they had that 72 hours, they had the Broadway, and then they had that phone call interaction. Yes. So then this 10 years later, when when Gabe Parker's team is reaching out to Hani and saying, hey, we want you to write another article about him. He's coming out with a movie. Um, we want you to cover it because, you know, it's that first article was so explosive and we think it would be amazing. We want you to do it. So they go and essentially do an interview, almost the exact replica of yeah. their first one. They but go now to the they're restaurant. both divorced. Yep, now they're both divorced. So they go to the restaurant, and she's really trying to keep it professional, but she's so angry, which yeah. I'm like, girl. What are you angry for? What are you angry for? Well, she's a- – okay. They're both kind of angry. She's angry because he ma- he basically lied to her. At least she thought that he lied to her. And made her look like a fool in front of everyone. And so now she yeah. kind of lives that out for the next 10 years of her life. And then also he kind of strings her along. Even yeah. though she plays into it. She's and like, why do you yes. keep doing that? And he's angry because he's like, you put out all this stuff that I didn't know you were going to. And basically, you just used me. Yeah. I thought some we had something. I thought things were different. But again, I'm like... It was 10 years yeah. ago, and you guys both got married since then, mm-hmm. and you both had successful careers. Yes. So why are you all heated? Well, she's heated because her successful career is only due to Gabe Parker. But I'm sorry. Anybody that has a big break in mm-hmm. something, you have to be grateful and take it with a grain of salt at the same time. If you don't want that to be the thing that defines you, this is so random, but like with bachelor people, I feel like <laughs> literally that is their MO is that they're like, I'm grateful that my big break was on this show, mm. but now I'm low key embarrassed of it. And I wish that I want to like distance myself yeah. from being in the show. I want to create something different. And so it's like the same thing though. You have to be grateful for the thing that yeah. gave you a big break. Also, she did not work hard enough to get away from it. No. She actually circled back into it. Every time she would come out with like a, like, I don't even know. She had like a book come out mm-hmm. that had like a, essays in it mm-hmm, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she always kind of would mention that article because it was her biggest article. So she did not try her hardest to even get away from the situation. No. No. So basically, they meet again, and they do this interview, and it's going very roughly. Mm. It's They're both upset. They're both not saying what they want to say. But essentially, they have this interview. And they're like 40 years old at this point. Yes. Yeah. Quite a bit older. And the interview, again, ends with Gabe wanting to extend it and basically say, like, I think we still need to talk. I think there's still more to figure mm-hmm. out. I think so. I want you to come out with me to Montana. I'm taking yeah. a flight to Montana. I think he had some pretense of like I'm going to show you the the theater that the movie is going to start in. Yes. Right. He had a theater in Montana that was near his family's house that he's like this is going to be where the premiere mm-hmm. of my new movie is going to be released. So it's going to be here. So that's why I'm flying you out there. But really, it was just I want you to come out here and spend more time with me and maybe me and my family. Yeah. So that's what happens. Which is crazy. (laughs) Also, I love, like, I love their depiction of each other. Because, like like we said, they're quite older at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, gained weight a little bit. He's got gray in his hair, you know. Who knows how she looks, honestly, because I don't think they ever really describe her. I don't think they really, except, no, no, never mind. All I know, she's got, she got blonde hair, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was about to literally say green hair, but I think that was because it was our last book. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, she's got green hair. No, in she one, does In not. one of our episodes, you'll hear that. They didn't even really give us anything to visualize her as. Yeah. So, cool. But basically, like, they're, they're, it's a heated moment. And so he's, and I think he wants to spend the time answering questions that he has like right. for her, vice versa. But she's just trying to stick it straight to the interview. She wants mm-hmm. nothing to do with him, even though she does. <laughs> yeah. And then invites him. Yeah. So, so it's basically just different. they're middle school. They're yeah. in high school because they As cannot talk about their freaking feelings and just communicate clearly. But essentially they go to Montana and it just, it escalates. They slowly start talking about more of what they both were thinking and feeling. And he introduces her to... His family, because Mm -hmm. they are in this bookstore, they run this bookshop that's there. And so he's like, let's go look at the bookstore. And, Mm -hmm. oh, my mom's working here. And so it just kind of, it's a big cheese ball. Yeah, he like, he he basically takes this as an opportunity to try to get Hani to want to be with him again. Basically, this whole entire time in Montana, he introduced her to their family he, she kind of finds out that she kind of caused more damage than she thought by putting out this article that was so personal mm-hmm. when, in reality, he didn't want her putting out anything about the dad or anything like that. They had a lot of reporters coming to the house. Just made their life not so private anymore the mm-hmm. way that they wanted it to be. And I think Hani started to kind of feel guilty for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, like, towards it's basically we're, we're almost there, guys. It's so, the end. We're yeah. at the end. Basically, he professes... His love for her. Yeah. He says, it, it gets to that point where he basically says, I still love you. Mm. And they they do the deed. They finally, they. After 10 years, after y'all. 10 years, they do the deed. And <laughs> what's so frustrating is they have this little tiff the morning after that is like so unnecessary. Because the honey started, the by honey the way. The started because basically a photo of their interview mm-hmm. got leaked. Yes. Of their current interview. And the picture Which, was only of them sitting at lunch. At the lunch, at the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. So it makes so much sense why mm-hmm. they would be seen together. Yeah. But she started freaking out and spiraling. Again, another sign she ain't been to therapy. <laughs> but literally, she starts spiraling and being like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just don't know. I can't do this. Like, this is too much. That's and so dramatic to me. So Can we just dram- say that? You just literally spent the you night You know what? Him. It would be different to me if maybe somebody caught a picture of them kissing. Because totally. she wanted it to be like a private relationship. Yes. That makes more sense. But you're at your job. The world already knew you were going to do the interview again. So like, if anything, this helps you. Yes. That people know what's actually happening. It's more hype. And then you have more um, excitement around the article coming out or yeah. the interview coming out. But essentially, she has a little freak out. And they, that's literally, that's like, they. Well, she runs away. She runs away. But there's no point to this. That's why there's I'm like, not. they could have literally just had this amazing night together and then. That's it. Boom, the ending. But I think she wanted to be like, oh, maybe there's, maybe it doesn't happen. And so they just throw this little argument in there for nothing mm-hmm. because. Also, he, Gabe Parker's so calm this whole entire yes. time. Like, I he mean. He has been to therapy. <laughs> he had, yeah, he has been to therapy. By the way, he's no longer an alcoholic. Yeah. He's sober. He's been sober for like five years or something like that. Like he's, like he's actually, even though he's annoying, genuinely he's got a good head on his shoulders and she's the one that's still acting like a 15 year old basically she runs out of the house she's like i can't do this she hides behind a dumpster y'all a symbolic can we say she's trash (laughs) (laughs) 
You know what I thought was funny, though? Is that he could see her Literally. hiding behind the trash. I, that was the most relatable thing of this whole book. Like, you think you're doing something sneaky. They're like, literally, we see you. He's literally in the house. Like, I literally can see her hiding behind the stumps so right now. Funny. Which is so embarrassing. Yeah. But then he runs after her. And he's like, all right, listen. Because she tries to get in a car to leave. And he goes, <laughs> so dumb. She tries to get in a car to leave. And he goes, "You, yeah, you go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Basically, he just goes, look it. Like, listen up. Yeah. We can either do this or not. It's up to you. This is how I feel. I love you. He literally proposes. Yes. He literally proposes marriage to this woman. And he's like, but you do you. And, and then she says she yes. Knows. And she says yes. And that is how this stupid book ends. Well, then it, yeah. Then it ends with this little article of little actually Gabe. Yeah, epilogue yeah. of Gabe writing an article about how you know, what he defines as success. And he says, I now realize that success is her, basically. Mm -hmm. And just saying that, like, him and Hani are married and they live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. So that is this book, people. And can I also tell you, (laughs) what the heck did this title have to do with anything? Funny Funny you you should should ask. ask. Funny you should ask. That we read this book? Yeah. That was not... I don't understand the I, title. Funny. I, it would make sense if throughout the book there was moments where they go, what really happened on that yeah. night? And she'd go, funny you should ask. That yeah. did not happen ever. Never once did... You know how usually when you guys like read a book or listen to an audio book or even watch a movie, they put the name... Yes. The title of the name is in there somewhere. It's got to make sense. It wraps it back around, brings it 360. They did not do that once in this book. Funny no. you should ask. I don't even think that was in there no. once. No. So, yeah, basically, Anyways. you understand how we feel about this book. We <laughs> honestly hated that we had to reread it and we talk about it because I think we both were just disappointed. I think mm. if we kind of went into it, I mean, we will we will never pick up a book that we think is trash intentionally and read it. Yeah. And so I think if we had gone into this having super low expectations, I think we would have been more like, oh, OK. But we both went into it very hopeful yeah. and Feeling told that this was going to be an interesting and good read. And so, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, well, do you think do this? You, oh, sorry. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was going to ask you, Sadie. So we already know. But do you think this book <laughs> was overrated or underrated? I think it was so, so overrated. And I don't know if that just shows culture and society in the way that you can like people can just word of mouth say something i think about this all the time actually with the way social media is right now where i'm like you could say something it could go viral and it could actually be inaccurate but because of how viral it's gotten people will start to put credit behind it and believe Mm. something could be true just because of the likes or shares yes and so i was thinking i'm like oh my goodness like if someone if that's what happened with this book, it's so frustrating to me. I mean, the, literally, I think the only thing about this book that is interesting is the cover. I don't even like cute. the cover. See? Because it reminded me of like <laughs> Valentine's Day. It was like pink and red. Yeah, and I was like, cute. That, okay. That if cute, I'm going to but... go with a romance book, I'd love it to look like cute. Yeah. I just, yeah. And you know, if we go viral for this, which we don't have high hopes, <laughs> but if we were to ever go viral... Alyssa, Alyssa, however you say your yeah. name, my Ms. friend. Miss Sussman, Miss Sussman. Miss Sussman, with nothing against you, honey, okay? You put out a book. We haven't even put out a book, okay? No. You published that thing. You did your thing. Yes. Um, but maybe next time try a little harder and yes. better to do your you thing. You know what? Just, just, <laughs> just give it to a couple people, a yeah. couple not your friends. Give this book. <laughs> Give, we give definitely know your friends are the ones that proofread this. <laughs> and 
then listen to their feedback. Because honestly, I think if someone here's the thing. If some if my genuine good friend gave me this book, mm. I would literally be like, You have created a masterpiece. Are you kidding me? Publish wow. it. Because it would be your friend. If you mm. give it to somebody that you're like, hey, I need your genuine feedback on True. what I have written. You better believe I would have written red pen all over this book. That's I would have so given so many notes. Because for me, I'm I would just do that for whoever. See, I just feel like if a friend is excited about something, they've worked hard on something, like I can have well, my then own don't ask me for honest feedback. Oh. <laughs> If you if you gonna come to me and you gonna ask me no. for honest feedback, you gonna get honest no, feedback. No, and I love that. I'm just saying. I think some people. It's like, I guess it. I guess it depends. I mm. guess it really depends on, on who it is. Maybe. Yes, on who it is. Of like, okay, are you genuinely? Do you want me to give you advice and critique, or do you want me to be excited for you and share and celebrate you yeah. in this moment? Because there are some people that genuinely just want like, I did this thing. Like, yeah. I'm so excited about it. What do you think? And they're not like. Hey, I'm. I really want some feedback. I really yeah. want some criticism, um, and so I think she would have benefited from either a tighter group of friends or giving yeah. this book out to a wider circle. Because I just feel like, what was the point? What did we learn? What did we gain? Nothing. You know what I learned? Okay, I learned that this world is not perfect. Okay, which I already knew. <laughs> But I she said, do, it was a reminder. Like, I will say this is a new thought coming to you. Okay. Okay. Freshness here. Um, I will say that I think I like that these people are trashy. You want to know why? Tell me. Because every book you read, right, it's all about good people. Like you want to mm. be cheering them on. You want to, and I think because even me as a little girl, like it. We're impressionable when we're young, right. right? And so it made me think that that's just how it works. And even though this ended with a happy ending, which is like it shouldn't have, in no. my opinion, it's it's more realistic of how there are a lot of people that look at relationships this way. And maybe it's because of the books that they read growing up that was like, 72 hours, you're in love, and you're going to be together forever. And she's like, 72 hours, you're both trash people. You deserve each other. Yes. Like that. Yes. That's the one thing I think I could, but I don't think she meant to do that. You know, <laughs> I don't think she meant to do that, but she did. I don't it. think that was a lesson because, well, I mean, I think you have a great point because think about even Disney movies. Like yeah. think about the lessons sometimes, like the old, old Disney movies, not yeah. like current ones. I think I'm current ones. <laughs> I'm just I think like more current ones have greater like themes and morals mm. and lessons that they're trying to instill yeah. in people and kids specifically. But I think if you look at the old ones, like think about Sleeping Beauty. How don't even get me on those movies. Is it that she is basically supposed to be like whoever kisses me and pursued me, I'm gonna open my eyes and be like, you are the love of my life, and I'm just gonna follow you and be literally sleeping. She doesn't speak or talk. So you you want to talk about putting a woman down? You want to talk about not elevating? I was like. The things that some of these very old Disney movies, I'm like, well, of course that you're thinking I'm going to wait for my perfect man. It's like, But they're no. also based off of real books. Listen, y'all, this has nothing to do with this book, but I do not support Disney princess movies, not the newer ones, the old ones. Yeah. I don't support them. Because yeah. just talking about Sleeping Beauty, did you know in the book she has two kids? She was still asleep. You know what that's promoting? No, I'm scared. I don't want to. Mm. She was not awake for her to even know that she was getting pregnant. That's insane. That she had these kids. No. That this man was like, she did not get to pick her man. That is a that is a pedophile. Yeah, see, no. no. 
No, and Snow White. Snow White was also asleep. Yeah, and this man just comes and kisses yep. her. No, terrified. Asks for no permission. No, not Listen, not consent. I don't care if it's a cute movie or yes. whatever. Don't teach my daughter yes. that the first man that comes around and kisses her. That's you know, the one. That's the one. That's the one. Well, and I think that's again a point from this book. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that's bestiality, y'all. She falls in love with a beast, okay, a literal bear. Okay, but who she, imprisons okay. her father and. She falls in love with the bear. I think you're going to trigger a lot of people. Just to be surprised in the end that he just happens to be a prince. What? Do you think she had a clue, though? No. Because he was speaking. No, I don't care. He was literally talking. He was speaking English. I don't care. It was a magical place. I'm sure there was tons of people walking around like that. No. Okay. You know, I think we lost a lot of people right there. (laughs) I'm just saying. You can cut that out if you want. I'm just saying, y'all. There's better role models than funny you should ask. Yes. And, and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I agree with that. That is a great way to end this episode. There are better mm. role models. So yes. if you take anything away from this episode, don't read this book. <laughs> don't read this book and don't let this be any kind of lesson or model to you on how Amen. you should pursue lusty relationships you know and situationships. And Sadie and I are going to be having our husbands on this podcast yes. at some point and mm-hmm. we will we will gladly tell you how it should be done in a better way cuz we're not perfect. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say how it perfect, should be done. But maybe we can encourage something yes. other than this. A healthier. Yes. Well, I'm glad you guys listened. I hope this was entertaining for you if nothing else. Uh, but we'll see you let next us week. know. <laughs> Let us know what books you would like us to trash or read in the future. um, And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.